Welcome to all of you again. Um, good to be here. It's good to it's good to get together to uh, encourage one another, uh, worship God together, and be encouraged. Um, and I want to share with you today something that uh, is part of my own testimony. As I read the Word of God, as I uh, study the Word of God and I try to understand what God is saying, it encourages me over and over again. And I, I come away from those times with uh, renovated life or renewed life. And I think that's God's intent for us as believers to... To, to be that way. I believe it's God's intent that we, we get encouraged or we get uh, revitalized from time to time. I need it for my own life. And um, I think we probably all do. And so I want to share from, from that context today. Uh, and I want to share out of 2 Corinthians chapter 4. Is going to be the main text, but we'll be doing. A, I'm going to be reading a couple uh, different places in the Bible before I actually go into it. But let me just read a couple verses in Second Corinthians chapter four, so that you kind of get a picture of where I'm going with it. <clears throat> we know uh, Daniel shared uh, last three or four months through the through uh, First Corinthians, and it was a. Uh, it's just a. Uh, it's just, it was a rich experience to go through that, for him to go through that with us. For me it was. And um, this, is, this is actually a verse, these, these are actually some verses that I've been thinking about for the last six months probably, or even longer than that. Um, and so, in, in saying that, you know, Daniel kind of laid a background of, of how Paul ministered to the church at Corinth. And so we kind of get, we, we kind of have that background already. Um, and in, in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, some of the last verses, and I'm, I'm not exactly sure where, where's a good, good place to start, but I'm going to, I'm going to start, um, it, just, just read from verse 14 and go to the end. It says that knowing that he which raised up the Lord Jesus shall raise up us also by Jesus and shall present us with you. For all things are for your sakes. And, and you know, the, the, the context of this, Paul was, was preaching to the Corinthians and he was sharing his heart, the burden that he had for them, with them. And in sharing it with them, he was, he was telling them that just what it says here, for all things are for your sakes, that the abundant grace might through the thanksgiving of many, be many renowned to the, to the glory of God, for which cause we faint not, but though our outward man perish, yet the inward man is renewed day by day. And that word renewed simply means it's renovated. You know, when we when we, you know, I, I've been in construction most of my life, and so when we go to renovate something, we renew it. We make it, we make it 
we renew it. We renew a project. It's, it's now a renewed project. And Paul is saying, uh, for this cause we faint not. And, and we're, we'll have to look at what he's talking about when he says, for this cause, because there's a reason why he said what he did. For this cause we faint not, and yet our outward man perish. The inward man is renewed day by day for our light affliction, which is but for a moment, works for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory, while we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which while we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. And so what Paul is suggesting to us today, or, or what I'm suggesting to us, is that we Look not at things that we can see, but we start looking at, or we, we look at things that you can't see. That's what Paul's saying. Uh, and he says, because the things that are seen are temporal, but the things that are not seen are eternal. And so, uh, you know, as I was reading through this, I, I, again, I get encouraged every time I read something like this. Because it helps me to understand God's heart. It helps me to understand His purpose in a deeper way. It helps me to understand how He thinks and how He works. <clears throat> and I have some more, some more verses that, that I want to look at. So the title of the message could be Two different phrases. <laughs> the one is in our in our in our in the in our text. It's it's if you, I mean it's in the chapter. It says it's a treasure in an earthen vessel. And I kind of like that because, you know, if we focus on this earthen vessel, we don't get very far. But if we focus on the treasure that is inside this this earthen earthen vessel, we have all kinds of strength. We, in fact, you won't be defeated. You're going to be victorious if you focus on that. And that's why Paul said, because we look at something that you can't see. Not at, something, not at the things you can see, because the things that you can see often will tend to you know, bring fear like we talked about last Sunday. Or bring doubt. And we see those examples in, in the life of the disciples as they were walking with Jesus. Those are the kind of things that he was, he was teaching them or discipling them in. And I find in my own Christian life, it is, it is a walk that needs to be discipled in me. And that's why I get encouraged when I read or study the Word of God. Because I see God's heart. You know, it's not everything that I see is, going, is necessarily going to, to determine what is going to be the outcome of it. But it's what we can't see. And the things that we can't see, we go back to the promises of God. What God said and what He says, what He has promised. That is actually the way it's actually going to be. Just like, just like the Apostle Paul. When, uh, or not Paul, Paul, Abraham. <laughs> when, he was, when, when God promised him. He promised him and he promised him. And, and the Bible, Paul says that he... That Abraham believed God, and because he believed it, 
It, it puts something in his heart that no man could take away, and it's the same way for you and I. So, what set of eyes are you looking through in life? What set of eyes have you been looking through this past week? The things that you have seen with these eyes, have they, brought, have they caused you to, to fear? Have they caused you to doubt? Have they caused you to, have they caused you to, to, to question God? Or maybe question the purpose that God has for you? And I want to invite you, I want to invite you to look at the things that you can't see with these eyes. And that's what Paul is doing. Job said this at the end of everything that he went through. This is what he said. I want to turn to it so I don't misquote it. It's in Job chapter 42. um, In Job chapter 42 verse 5. Job said this. I have heard thee. And he was talking about he was talking to God. I have heard thee by the hearing of mine of the ear, but now my eye sees you. My now mine eye sees thee. And so what he was saying, I have learned something from from where God brought me to. He have and now I I've not I don't just hear about you, but I actually see you. David said this. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is gracious. (laughs) It's the same thing. Taste and see, experience that the Lord is gracious. Isaiah said this. In Isaiah chapter 6. In verse 1, it says, In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw also the Lord sitting upon a throne high and lifted up, and his train filled the temple. Above it stood the seraphims. Each one had six wings. With, with twain he covered his face, and with twain he covered his feet, and with twain he did fly. And one cried unto another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory, and the posts of the door moved at the voice of him that cried, and the the house was, was filled with smoke. Then said I, Woe is me, for I am undone, because I am a man of unclean lips, and I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips, for mine eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. And it's a very simple question. Have you seen the king? And, you know, that's my purpose this morning. I want you, I want to I point you in that direction that you would be able to see the king. The king. Because, there's a, you know, Jesus taught his disciples. He told his disciples, this is what you ought to pray. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And he wants to show us who he is. He, he that, was, that was one of his his emphasis, that was one of his goals as he taught his disciples for those three years, that they would see who God is. In fact, he actually said this to Philip one time, have I been with you so long and you don't know who God is? He said, if you see me, you see him. 
So if you want to know, if you really want to get to know who Jesus, who God is, you know, we often look at God as somebody different than Jesus was kind of the mediator, and he was. Uh, but he was an express image. He was the expression of God in, in a human body. And so if you want to know God, you study the life of Jesus. And then you put yourself in that place somewhere, you know, and find, find your connection there. Isaiah 33 Here's another one that Isaiah said, quoted. Isaiah 33, verse 17. Verse 15, it says, He that walketh righteously and speaketh uprightly, he that despiseth the gain of oppressions and shaketh his hands, from holding of bribes that stoppeth the ears of hearing of blood that shutteth his eyes from seeing evil. He shall dwell on high. His place of defense shall be munitions of rocks. Bread shall be given him. His waters shall be sure. Thine eyes shall see the king in his beauty. They shall behold the land that is very far off. Paul said this, While we look not at things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen, for the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. Now, I'm just going to go back a little bit on this, uh, in this chapter. It says, For this cause we faint not. And I know we have to we have to go back and read the the, pre, the some of the verses that are before that to to find out why we don't faint. But he's talking about he's talking about his own life and how that it had the marks of Christ. He had the marks of Christ in his own life, and those marks were this. But like it says in verse seven, we have this treasure in earthen vessels that so that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. See, that's what's important. We are troubled on every side, yet not distressed. We are perplexed, but we're not in despair. We're persecuted, but not forsaken. Cast down, but not destroyed. Always bearing about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus, that the life also of Jesus might be made manifest in our body. Paul said, this was my life. This was, how, this was my experience in, my, uh, in ministering to the... In a, in, in a sense, it seems like he was, he was, uh, he, he was putting out his credentials to the, to the Corinthian church so that they would believe what he's telling them. It seems like they were uh, very intellectual, and so you know, they were really questioning, well, what about all this? And so, but he says, it's working death in me, but it's working life in you. And what he's saying is he was giving himself to that extent that it, that it brought life to them. And he says, because of this, because he knew, and the reason, the way he knew it was both by experience, but also by believing what God said about himself. 
His own experience, you know, we, we, we understand his experience. We read about his experience on the way to Damascus when, when, when he was engulfed with, a, with a, a ball of fire or whatever it was, a light says. That was his experience. But that was his experience in coming to know God. But this is, is his, his experience with the Corinthians. He was willing to give himself to this extent. He says, so that the life of Christ may be manifested or may be... Where, where does it say that? Yes. For, for we which live, which live are always delivered unto death for Jesus' sake, that the life also of Jesus might be made manifest in our mortal flesh. In this life. He says, in this mortal flesh. That, that's talking about... This, this body right here, this tabernacle. The life of Jesus is to be manifested in the believer's life, in his flesh, in his body. And how does that happen? Is it when all things go really good and smooth? It wasn't that way for Paul. And I know there's people that will tell you that the blessing of God is when things are, when you have plenty of money, plenty of comfort, lots of friends, and all those kind of things. But that wasn't Paul's experience. And I'm not suggesting that we try to make enemies and all that. I'm just suggesting we follow Christ. And where he leads you, don't be afraid of it. And for you to do that, for us to do that, we have to be convinced of one thing. And that one thing is that we have been accepted by Him. We've been accepted in the Beloved. Paul said that's one thing that he strives for. So that he's assured in his own heart that his relationship with God is good. It's clear. And that's what's important. And when you have that, you can do these things. The reason you can is because you're looking at things that, are, that you can't see. And somebody looking on would say, why in the world do you do what you do? It's because you're looking at something that you can't see. I want to invite you. I want to encourage you to do that. Don't be afraid to do that. And that's oftentimes where fear comes in. That was Paul's experience. That was his encouragement. And that's why he had strength. It's because he was looking at Jesus. He wasn't just looking at him. He was following him. <clears throat> Jesus said, where your treasure is, there, where your heart, there, there will your heart be also. And here's, here's just another quote. For which cause we faint not, <clears throat> but though our outward man perish, the inward man is renewed or renovated day by day. It's not a one-time thing, but it's a daily... It's a daily encouragement. It's a daily inspiration to live. It's a daily inspiration to go on because you have a message. You have something that you know in your heart. 
if this person gets a hold of it, it's going to change his life. And so you can look at the downest person that you ever met, whichever, whoever that is, and you can inject this message or help try to get this message across to them or him or her. And you know, if they receive that, it's going to change their life. It's going to give them hope. It's going to give them purpose. And I don't think it's something that is just, that you just, it just falls into your lap. <clears throat> Paul said in Colossians chapter 3, If you be risen with Christ, if you be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above. You know, seek is not just a passive word. It's, it's, it's an active word. If, you, if you're looking for something, you're not just passively going through life. You're actually looking for something. You're actually being active. You're seeking. And Paul's saying, if you're risen with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ sits on the right hand of God. Set your affection on things above and not on things of the earth. Again, the word set is something that you do. You're intentional about it. You make an intentional decision to set your affection on things above and not on things on the earth. That's for you and I to do. Jesus said this in John 6. <clears throat> Don't labor for the meat that perishes, but labor for the meat that... I'll have to quote it. I'm not exactly sure if I can read it. John 6, verse 27. Labor not for the meat which perisheth, but for that meat which endureth unto everlasting life, which the Son of Man shall give unto you, for him hath God the Father sealed. I'll have to tell you, there's no other way. Because God has sealed Jesus Christ to give you life. You labor for the meat that doesn't perish. You labor for the treasure you seek the treasure. You go after the treasure. Even if you have it, you keep going after that treasure. Labor not for the meat which perishes. You know, they were walking with Jesus at this time when Jesus told them to do that. But there was something they didn't see yet, for the most part. I think they got glimpses of it. And I can relate to that experience. I can relate to that. I can relate to hearing about, about Jesus, the gospel. Before God opened my understanding to what it really is. And I just find it this way. God is still opening my understanding as I walk with Him. 
But what got my attention years ago was when a brother, when somebody in, in our Amish setting that we were, when somebody said this, these things have I written unto you so that you may know that you have eternal life. And he said it just like that, with that emphasis on the know. These things have I written unto you that you may know that you have eternal life. And that got, that got a hold of my heart. And I didn't know. And I didn't even know it was in the Bible. But it caused me to start seeking for something. And I found it. I found the treasure. And I'm finding that, the, that he is faithful. He is more, he is who he said he is, and more than I anticipated. More than I understood. Labor not for the meat which perishes, but for that meat which endures forever. So I'm going to go back to uh, Second Corinthians chapter four again, <clears throat> and we'll get a try to get a picture of what Paul was saying. Therefore, in verse one, therefore, seeing we have this ministry, as we as we have received mercy, we faint not. But we have renounced the hidden things of dishonesty, not walking in craftiness, but handling the word of God deceit. Nor handling the word of God deceitfully, but by manifestation of the truth, commending ourselves to every man's conscience in the sight of God. But if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost, in whom the God of this world hath blinded. The minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. For we preach not ourselves, but Christ Jesus the Lord, and ourselves your servants for Jesus' sake. For God, who commanded the light to shine out of darkness, has shined in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels, that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of, not of us. We are troubled on every side, yet not distressed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Cast down, but not destroyed. Always bearing about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus, that the life also of Jesus might be made manifest in our body. For we which live are always delivered unto death for Jesus' sake, that the life also of Jesus might be made manifest in our mortal flesh. So then, death worketh in us, but life in you. We having the same spirit of faith, according as it is written, I believe, therefore have I spoken, we also believe, and therefore speak. And I think that verse points out, where Paul gets his, where Paul got his and, has, and keeps his victory. It, it's because he believes. He says, we have, we having the same spirit of faith according as it is written, I believe, and therefore have I spoken. We also believe and therefore speak. 
knowing this is what we know because we believe God, knowing he that knowing that he which raised up the Lord Jesus shall raise up us also by Jesus and shall present us with you. For all things are for your sakes, he's telling the Corinthians, that the abundant grace might, through the thanksgiving of many, redound to the glory of God. For which cause we faint not. And, uh, and that word faint means that we don't lack. We don't, we don't slack off. We don't, we're not discouraged or despondent. For which cause? Even though. I think if you would, if you study the, if you study this, if you study the life of Paul here in the Corinthians, um, you see that he, he was wanting to get the Corinthians past where they were in their experience with God. And so he said, for which cause we faint not, but though our outward man perish, yet the inward man is renewed day by day for our light affliction, which is but for a moment works for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. While we look not at things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. For we know that if our earthly house of this tabernacle were dissolved, we have a building of God and house not made with hands, eternal in the heavens. For in this we groan earnestly, desiring to be clothed upon with our house which is from heaven. If so be that being clothed we shall not be found naked. For we that are in this tabernacle do groan, being burdened, not for that we would be unclothed, but clothed upon that mortality might be swallowed up of life. Now he that wrought... Now he that hath wrought us for the selfsame thing is God, who also hath given us the earnest, the earnest of the Spirit. Therefore we are always confident, knowing that, whilst we are at home in the body, we are absent from the Lord, for we walk by faith and not by sight. And I want to I just say this, that I don't know where... You all are in your walk with God, your, your, your experience with God. But I know that we have an enemy, a liar, a destroyer that wants to destroy our life, wants to destroy us individually or us as a, as a body maybe. He's a liar and he's not going to tell you the truth. And I'm here, I'm here this morning to tell you the truth of of God's heart for you. And how that, how that He wants you to respond to that truth in your own heart. Not to believe the lies of the enemy, not to believe what, he, what the enemy tells you, but to believe what God has already established. And this is a record of Paul's experience with that. This is a record of, of, of God's heart for you and for us. And He wants us to believe it, even if we can't see the reality of it. And then He wants you to take, He wants us to take this message to those that don't know it. That could be the people that you meet from, a day, from day to day, those that are despondent or maybe they're grouchy, maybe they complain a lot. Give them a message of hope. A message of, of positivity. <laughs> 
Because it's a positive message. Doesn't matter what it looks like, still a positive message. You can't change this message. It's God's heart. It's the will of God. You cannot change that. Now, you may not be a recipient of it the way you should be, but you can't change the message. And so the answer is this. Believe God for what He has. Believe God's heart for you. And believe God for what He says right here in the Word. Study the Word of God. Study the life of Christ. And if you do that, you will get to know, you will get to know who God is. You will get to know His heart. And then commit to it. Commit your heart. Open your heart to it. And then commit to it. And walk with Him that way. Allow Him to lead you. Don't be afraid of the darkness. Don't be, don't be afraid of the things that you can't see. But believe. Focus on what God said. And if you do that, it will change your life. It will give you hope. Give you purpose. God bless you. I'll turn the time over to whoever's closing.